0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Guys, what's going on? Week first, first, first week of Discord draft review. There's a ton, a ton of submissions. So thank you guys for, for posting those. I'm kind of, ex- I'm kind of excited. You know, I do so many drafts, and we, and like we're constantly talking in Discord, or talking on Twitter, or you know, I'm doing different shows with different people, and we're talking about strategies, we're talking about all this different stuff, and seeing how other people are implementing, maybe whether it be different strategies than I have, um, different strategies than other people have, right? Like there's, if you go to the discord and see what was being posted in there, all these different, different drafts, like they're all unique, you know? And we all come about this game from a different lens. And I actually think it's like really, it's helpful for me to being selfish doing this and seeing all you guys' drafts and how you're kind of implementing different things, how you're viewing, um, you know, the player pool, how you're viewing the correlations and the structures and all this different stuff, right? Um, It's cool and interesting. And I think seeing, like, it more than just talk, like, it's really, really, really beneficial to me to, like, talk through these things in Discord, right? I'm in there all day. Some of you guys are in there uh, a bunch throughout the day talking about the different strategies, you know, asking questions about specific players or like, hey, so-and-so is available here. What should I do? That's like awesome. Um, but like actually seeing how other people put it into practice is really cool. And I think um gets, you, gets like the brain flowing a little bit. I know like looking at some of you guys' drafts, uh, looking at stuff other people post post on Twitter, it it pushes you to think a little bit. bit a little bit differently whether you like agreed with what that person did or not right like i'm constantly kind of providing feedback on should you go 3qb in this team or should you take that extra stacking person or whatever but seeing how other people are doing it um especially like everybody that's in this you know community at least like has a relative idea of of what they're of what they're doing um and so seeing how other people are doing that i think is actually really helpful so i'm excited to start this and kind of Hopefully, be able to get through all of these. I imagine that it's going to send me down into uh, some sort of, you know, rambling, some ranting that always that always tends to happen. Um, but let's just go. Let's just go ahead and get started. So I, I'm literally just going to pull these up, kind of zoom in and start talking about a little bit of uh, of what we're doing. So if you're, you know, if you're here and I start to pull up your screenshot, you want to fire away questions, please. But by all means. So, A. S. Cole, I think Andy is that your name? Andy Cole po- posted our very first one. Let's see if I can zoom a little bit so we can so we can see. Oh, this is the second, no, of course. Um, let's po- let's go to first, and this is a little bit of a pain, but that's okay. So, first team. Two, five, ten, three, which is actually a really fun structure on DraftKings. I like that there's DraftKings drafts in here too to see so we can talk through kind of a lot of like structural differences. Like they're they're really huge. I talked about it with Davis. If you listen to Davis and I's um sports grid spike week crossover pod last Thursday. We actually talked about like I, I'm not certain that people think enough about. Just how crazily different those extra two picks make things. Um, you know, we've talked about in the Discord a lot already the differences uh between, you know, the um sharpness of DraftKings compared to compared to underdog, but also those extra two picks, I think people probably screw up a lot too. And so I've seen a lot of you guys posting like really smart teams with those those two extra picks. And I think the two, five, ten, the two, five, ten, two or two, five, ten three is a really good way to go about um like what you see here, a hero, you know, Zeke, Zeke, hero, RB, anchor, RB, single elite, whatever you want to call it, you get your Zeke. And so now I have Zeke is my legendary, my, my anchor back that's just riding me in the RB one spot. And then I'm taking four more shots at that RB two spot with some different upside guys, combination of upside guys. And, you know, I don't even want to say floor backs because pass catching backs aren't necessarily floorbacks, but guys I know are going to be accumulating some points, right? And we'll see that a little bit down this team. So anyway, Russ to lock it stack, definitely like that. Like I said, Zeke anchor is, is a, a fine start. You know, you're not going to hear me saying anything negative about AJ Dillon. I also think AJ Dillon fits every structure, but he's really powerful in this, in this this structure. And I think the backs that you took here is a really nice combination of backs for this structure of team, you know, so you get, you get Nuke in the second, you get, um, A-Rob Lockett stacked up. You get your single, single elite tight end. So, um, we'll get down to the, the other tight ends and maybe talk about whether you might even be able to go two or three, but again, having the flexibility with that the, the 20 rounds to take a third tight end even with Mark Andrews I think is okay. Um, chase love chase Chark Chark is really interesting because I'm actually currently writing up the top stacks that I'm posting on the website in the guide section um, and the Jaguars are going to be one of them but chark has been a guy that I've been mostly out on. I've been taking obviously a lot of visca. And um, a fair bit of Marvin Jones and, you know, Colin Johnson's one of, if not my favorite, like, you know, last round wide receiver flyer. Um, so I haven't been taking a lot of chart, but he's really starting to fall. And so I think that that's going to start changing a little bit as Visca continues to rise. And I think Marvin's probably going to rise a little bit with, you know, he's getting touted and stuff. And We're already starting to see Chark fall. I mean, you see him here, uh, ADP, you know, almost to 92 already, like he's going to him and Marvin might even like flip in which case then I do want to start taking some Chark. So totally like the Chark shot um, here. Corey Davis, definitely like definitely like Corey Davis. Um, and then Moss and Hines are awesome fits. Awesome fits in a structure. So let's pull up the rest of the team really quick. Sterling Shepard, keep firing shots on goal at wide receiver. Everett. So here's where a tight end. If I have Andrews and Everett, you know I love Mo Ali Cox. You took Mo Ali Cox as your third as your third tight end. I would probably stop, but you know, I can I would probably take one more shot at running back or wide receiver if I have Everett and uh Mark Andrews are they the same bye? Is that maybe why? No, not the same bye. Um so that would be my that would be my only and I don't think it's like a a black or white thing. It doesn't have to be a wide receiver or a running back there, but I think I would rather take a shot on goal at one of those, at one of those spots. You take Wentz and you have Heinz. Oh, okay. So you're kind of stacking up the Colts there. I get that. I get that. Um, And I think the late round quarterback paired with Russ is really nice. This is a really nice team. The other thing about doing this and going over some of these teams is a lot of people don't like to post their bad teams, right. Or the teams they made a mistake. So you're getting to see some of the other people's like good teams. Like this is a very good team. And you start to see like, just how hard it is going to be to win this thing. Because we're going to, we're going to go through like 20 teams today. And they're like, probably all going to be really good. (laughs) And so you're like, you know, uh, it's yeah, this is, this is kind of how, how I feel, but I also don't think it's like I said, it's not, It's not black or white Uh, just because I I also think Andrews on PPR specifically. um, It's a little bit fringier of like the bankable elite tight end. And maybe I'm it's, it's certainly possible. I'm wrong. You're definitely spending the draft capital on him to be elite. So I think I would lean towards the, the two tight end and taking that other shot. But also Andrews is, you know, kind of an efficiency player that doesn't benefit quite as much from full point from full point PPR. So if you get late and, you know, like you are building out a, a Colt stack, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. All right. Let's see what we got next. Good Lord. Puppy two had to submit a bizarre team. Let's see if you guys can see this. Let's zoom in a little. Herbert and fields. Okay, Herbert. Herbert sliding has, has been has been kind of nice. Fields at pick one forty nine is nice. I'm certainly not going to. Uh, this is also true. Doubling back to the Andrews thing. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He might be a volume guy now if they're trotting out Tylen Wallace and Devin Duvernay at wide receiver because nobody else can stay can stay healthy. Um, all right. So zero RB team. Zero RB team with really sick value on Herbert and Fields. You got the Fields to A-Rob stack, Herbert to Mike Mike Williams stack, and you you, ta- you got Mooney and Tyron Johnson. So double stacks for both of those guys is really nice. That's one tight end. Uh, I didn't even notice that at, at first with the, the single Kelsey. I still, I go back and forth on that. I have a couple, I've done a couple just because I think I want to have it in my, I think I want to have it in my portfolio. Some of you guys are a little more bullish. You know, I've seen some of you guys posting some of these in chat, um, are a little more bullish on the, uh, the, the single Kelsey, but I get it. I mean, I, I, I really, I really do, do get it. Like, you know, I'm like on some of my, a lot of my Kelsey teams, you know, I have this late, you know, you're taking late round darts on a tight end. It's like, how many points are you really giving up? Um, so I get it. I get that. And then what that allowed you to do is, you know, you're full-blown zero RB and you just got tons of volume thrown at this, at the running back position, right? You need some kind of Moss, Pollard, Madison, Darrington breakout, and you mixed it, mixed in Drake, McKissick, Geo, you know, and Moss obviously has a hurley hasn't, an, has an early, uh, early role too. And it's kind of fun. I, this is a kind of fun build. You got the two double stacks, right? With two quarterbacks we like. You used that that Kelsey thing to do something pretty unique with a zero RB structure. You tons of firepower at at wide receiver from from DK on down to Mooney. It's a fun team. It's a fun team. I like I like taking different angles to something like this. Getting Cal, a Kelsey, thats its a really interesting structure, Kelsey, zero RB, and oh, and and don't draft an, another tight end because you obviously are getting the benefits of that zero RB thing with another run, right? You got to throw on Darrington or Geo or something like that. Um, yeah, this—you know, zero RB with a single tight end—I think makes it does—it makes more sense than than like any sort of balanced structure even even makes more sense than like um hyper fragile like going you know robust running back having having the extra sh- like certainly you would like to have the extra shot at wide receiver but that late wide receiver um, like Leonius has kind of uh talked me into it. it's, it's been a few weeks but you know cole comet isn't really that different of a bet from I don't know, tyron johnson right and they're not quite the same adp but you get the point like a 15th round tight end, 16th round tight end is really not that different of flex viability compared to to those uh, wide receivers. And so when you have running back taken care of in a robust structure, it it plays itself a little bit more to taking that second tight end and not giving up those, those points there. But anyway, this is a, I like this. This was a fun, this was a really fun submission of a team. I don't know what has happened with my screen Um, all right let's what do we that was yeah that was frank frank that's an original name frank yes win the flex it it, because if you win the flex that automatically means you're winning other positions because in order to win the flex you have to have to win other positions, right? Typically wide receiver, um, but also the like, hyper fragile is like winning the flex with a third running back wall and then using the volume to still win, right? It, the, the premise of winning the flex is like, isn't even really necessarily about the flex. It's about the fact that in, in order to win the flex, you have to win a requisite number of other positions. And so you're just stacking wins and you're stacking up point advantages um, across your team. So all these different strategies are actually really basically around winning the winning the flex, but doing it in different ways, right? I want to draft as few running backs as possible, um, and then those you know my, I have early ones, and so they're they're also flex viable, and they're taking care of my wider or my running back one and my running back two spot. And now I can still win. Like say I'm probably going to lose wide receiver three, maybe, but I'm I'm going to win wide receiver one and wide receiver two through quantity, you know, and then obviously you know, zero RB is basically that, but the opposite. Um, yeah, exactly. All right. Let's pull up Chris C. Chris C. Burrow and Tua. Also another spoiler. I was, uh, like I said, I was writing the, The stacks piece right before this, I'm almost done. And the dolphins, the dolphins have emerged as one of the as one of the top stacks. So I'll probably like this team if it's a two-a stack. Joe Burrow. Burrow falling is kind of crazy. We've certainly and like you could also make a case that like, and I kind of do, I kind of like Lawrence Lance better than Burrow. Or at least like we can have a conversation about it. So you could argue that maybe Burrow was just going a little bit too high before, but it, the fall has been pretty huge. When in reality, I don't think anything has changed. And like, you could make a case that like the way that, you know, he's pushing himself, like we knew he wasn't going to be healthy, like fully healthy right away, the way that he's pushing himself, the team's pushing him, whatever, like, so what, that they look, don't look amazing to start the year. I think you could argue that that's expected and maybe even, good um so burrow burrow i like definitely da- i love these these types of hyper fragile teams so this is where um this is where i've kind of been pushing in terms of the hyper fragile structure like all 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 summer which is where i think i differed a little bit from from the market now some of you guys are you know even sharper than me so you, you've probably been even doing this better, better than I have. Um, But like in the puppy, right? Henderson was still a nice, the puppy two and three Henderson was still a really nice, nice pick. And, you know, I've been, I've got Henderson almost to my, you know, he's closing in on Darrington in terms of my ownership because uh, I was taking him so much in like the puppy two, And you can use, like edges like that, like Henderson. So you get the Dalvin thing, right? Dalvin or CMC. Now you can use that. Henderson falls to you. um, And you get to, you get to use him now as the basis to this hyper fragile team. You're counting on Henderson being a smash. You're counting on Dalvin being a smash. And now let's mix in like, right. Dylan's like the upside bet, but also has a little bit of standalone value. Like you might use his weeks here and there, right. Pollard is mostly just an upside bet, but mixing those archetypes. is So, I mean, it's, I, I absolutely love it. Right, you get your two two anchor backs, and then you get this combination that Dylan provides. That's just perfect for this structure. And then you also get the upside bet of of Pollard, which allows you. I assume you went yeah two four ten two, right? So you get all the benefits of the hyper fragile thing all the upside of like, you know, zero hero RB, basically with the Dylan and Pollard types. And you get the benefits of the hyper fragile thing with, with wide receivers. It's like, you know, you're able to have your cake and eat it too. I love this. I love this structure. CD. Yeah. I mean, Higgins. So the burrow Higgins Boyd. that's a fun, that's a fun stack. You have a waddle. Yeah. Tua a waddle is a fun one dpj print a bunch and and taking the right types of guys as the draft went on it's perfect even where, where do i got to go to get in these rooms where like waddle goes past adp and like you know how do i find somebody was talking about lance going at like you know pick 175 on DraftKings. also uh paul made it paul is that your name paul your i was inverted and that's how i always read your name which is hilarious um but you're 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 stacking up the right the right kind of bets here scooping up adp value where where it comes while also combining it with the right kind of archetype players obviously kittle it's a smash that allows you to go to two tight ends i mean beautiful beautiful keep on moving down the list Hendo 6RB Holy cr- pick 150 for Lawrence How did you swing that one That is crazy I love Lawrence I'm I, I was so heavy on Trey Lance early that I have I had a little more, less Lawrence probably than I necessarily wanted and so I just didn't smash in Lawrence teams um for a little while. And I mean, doesn't get much better than Kyler Lawrence, Kyler Lawrence pairings with the Kyler, Kyler Nuke, AJ green stack. And this is one of the older AJ green teams before he's now going in like the 12th round. So you get the double Kyler stack, even get a little Amari bring back uh, for week 17, get your Lawrence to, yeah, Lawrence to Marvin. Again, the right right types of of wide receivers here. I'm curious what you guys think about 6 running backs versus 5 running backs in this in this structure. Um because I have counted typically Henderson when I take Henderson in a structure like this as like Anch- as like an anchor and an anchor. I'm in an anchor draft, especially an underdog. I'm really trying to stick to five because like, I want, Hend- I, I made my bet on Henderson. I know Henderson doesn't go in like the top two or three rounds, but that's kind of how I've treated him, I, like maximizing him in this structure. And then, especially when you have Sermon too, and even honestly, Rojo. So like Henderson, Sermon, Rojo, Gus, Those are all like you're gonna get good weeks out of all those guys from the jump. Yeah, I would have skipped Lindsay. I agree, Harbs. I think I think I would have skipped Lindsay. I actually, and I definitely think I would have skipped Lindsay as opposed to skipping P Ryan because I think P Ryan is like, you know, the scratch off ticket, right? Probably not gonna have much of a role early on, but as a attach him to this to those top four guys that you have, and he's the right kind of like I don't need P Ryan's weeks. Not when you have those four guys. You don't need P Ryan, but you know he's the Joe Mixon goes down. Uh, I have a, I have another, you know, I have another Rojo Trey Sermon esque back. If if Joe Mixon goes down, so I would probably skip Lindsey and take one more, one more wide receiver. But it's this is a really good way to put to use whether we agree or disagree on like the Lindsey thing and that fifth or sixth running back or five or six running backs. Like this is again, this is how you put to use. Kelsey and then you know you sometimes like this is why we play this game like sometimes you get this gift of Lawrence right like (laughs) you know you sometimes Lawrence falls into your lap or I mean Rojo you know 15 picks after ADP Gus right you you played the room smart you know you got nuke past ADP which doesn't even always happen right but you just kept hammering wide receiver really good team. All right, I think I scrolled down. Yep. First of many puppy three. Okay, now we got a CMC team. Everybody's always got always wants to submit like their CMC and Dalvin teams because they're uh, they look so pretty. (laughs) Lance Lawrence CMC Dylan. Okay, sold. Looks good. No two five two five. 9.2 9-2 is probably like I think if I was building the optimal tournament structure, it's probably that. So that looks good. You know, I love Lance. Actually, getting Lance at pick 120 is nice. Double dipping, Lance and Lawrence. And you have Kittle, beautiful. You have Visca and Chark, beautiful. Again, I, you know, my personal take is Chark there. Um, isn't really what I want, want to be doing, but I but I get it. You know. Yep, just keep hammering Keenan Higgins, you know Thielen. I'm a little lower on Thielen than Market, but like he's in that he's in that tier where he goes. So no no issues there. Pittman, you know I like Pittman, and then what out? So uh oh, he ran bad on Anthony Miller in the last round. I was liking I was liking Anthony Miller. Um, for me, the archetype of guy I would take late. I typically, I'm not really taking a lot of Tyrell. Zacchaeus is so so for me. What the structures that I like, guys like Tyrell and Zacchaeus, are a little bit more like robust RB where, you know, you certainly need to hit some home runs at, at wide receiver two. But like Tyrell, and well, we assume Zacchaeus is going to play, but Tyrell's definitely going to be on the field, you know. So you just hope to lock into some. To, usable weeks but like Tyrell is never going to be you know Chase Claypool of last year in my opinion Tyrell's never going to be T Higgins of last year and Zacchaeus isn't either honestly it's certainly it's certainly possible I'm wrong about that but I, I feel pretty confident in saying those guys are not going to be the late round league winners but they have a role early that can help get you you know it's just like taking James White like in 0RB it's like James White isn't the isn't the, the James Robinson of last year, but he helps get you to where you need to go. And then you mix and match around that. When you've taken Keenan, T Higgins, Thielen, Chark, Fiska, Pittman, when you've taken all those guys that like, I want to like do the same thing I do at running back when I don't need, when I don't need those quote unquote use, usable weeks. I want to take a little bit more of a flyer type, right? De'Ami Brown, Nico Collins, KJ Hamler, um, we can't even like we can't even be certain that those guys aren't just better week to week floor bets. Sorry, I'm freezing up a little bit. We aren't we can't even be certain that those guys aren't better like week to week floor bets than um you know Tyrell or Zacchaeus, whatever. Trying to get my uh here, let me. Let me see if I can uh, share and get my. See what we got here real quick. Answer a couple of questions while I'm getting that. Good question. So here's what I'll say about structures, period, across the board. Is like there is no totally perfect structure. Like even I said, like two, five, nine, two is like my general preference for like what I think would be, would be optimal, but it also, it totally depends on what your draft is doing. You know, two, five, nine, two, I don't think is, is optimal probably for zero RB. You know, if if I, if my first running back is Rojo, (laughs) I don't really only want five, five running backs. Also, if like my first tight end is, You know, I like to push the limits on two tight end a little bit more than the average person does. But if my first tight end is Ferkser, I probably don't want two. I need another shot on there. So the structure definitely has more to do with exactly how your draft plays out. Same thing with DraftKings. I'm very open to like punting off tight end on DraftKings. Um give me Cole Komet and give me Gerald Everett and then give me Donald Parham or Mo Cox or OJ Howard or something like that, or Zach Ertz. (laughs) Give me these these guys like all paired up together if the draft doesn't break for me to get Kelsey Kittle, Waller, Pitts, Hawkinson, Andrews, whatever. Um, So the structure is dependent upon your draft room. For me, if it were like, like if I'm building my my dream draft, if I'm totally building my dream draft, it's going to be – sorry, I'm trying to save some of these so I can uh, share them without lagging out here. If I'm building my dream structure, it's definitely two quarterbacks and two tight ends, probably five running backs. So what's that, two, five, 11? Yeah, two, five, 11, two would probably be my uh, – Uh, no quote unquote optimal structure maybe six running backs if i were to go like hero right give me give me antonio gibson and then let's punt it off down to aj Dillon and tony pollard and stuff like that then i might have six six running backs
0: yeah It's,
1: it's like and that's the thing the other i've been experimenting more with please allow me to stay in the wide receiver club i've been experimenting a little more with uh uh robust running back on DraftKings <clears throat> because nobody does it. First of all, the robust, hyper fragile structures are. So I shouldn't say nobody does robust. Nobody does hyper fragile. Nobody takes Zeke. Gretchen and I did it the other day on the show. It takes Zeke uh, Gibson Swift and then only takes Darrington Evans as your fourth running back, and then you have 12 wide receivers, right? Like it's a it's a thing that we are have kind of become comfortable doing on underdog that a lot of people aren't doing on DraftKings because they'll still take too many running backs because of the, the 20 roster spot thing. All right, let's try to pull up some of these drafts again. Sorry for the... Uh, delays. Just drafted this one in the DK Millie. Trey Lance, you know me, Tony Pollard, love it, Dalvin Cook, CD. Okay, I love all these players. Love two, again, two, six, ten, two. We like that. We like that uh, structure. Excuse me. I'm trying to pull up the rest to see. So it's an interesting thing with Lance, with, with naked Lance. Um, I go a little bit back and forth. I, I, I think having some naked Lance, especially on underdog, really does make some make some sense. I do struggle with it a little bit more on on DraftKings just because of like their scoring. Um, you know, full full point PPR like it's going to be hard for Lance to be the winner. I think without still exhibiting some passing, some passing upside, um, which could mean, you know, really big, big, uh, Debo weeks or IU weeks or Kittle or Kittle weeks. If Lance is, is even if Lance is, you know, having the, the huge, the huge rushing season. So I go back and forth a little bit. Let me, let me pull back up the first one. I'm not a Derek Carr guy, so I'm gonna keep my negative comments about Derek Carr to myself, but you do have the Car Waller stack, which definitely, which definitely makes sense. I think if you're going to build a um naked, naked Trey Lance team, I really, I really like this. Hero running back, you smashed a lot of really strong wide receivers. You got the elite tight end. You only took two, you only took two tight ends. Um, and you got the double stack with uh, with Carr too. And I mean, like I'm not really on Carr. I will say Carr on DraftKings where he can. You know, if 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 everything were to break right for Derek Carr, you know, you're needing a lot of elevated passing volume. In which case, that 300 yard bonus is going to be really huge for him because you know he's not going to run. He's probably not even going to throw that many touchdowns. But you need that 300 yard bonus, so I think he makes a little more sense here in that. In this, you know, where you, you took Darren Waller and now you're like, now I got Hunter Renfro too, right? You're you're kind of stacking up those bets. So you did a really good job. Even when this happens to you, right? You had the two of stacks set up. It was going to be beautiful. This team was going to be absolutely beautiful. And then this happens <laughs> on DraftKings all the time, all the time. Oh my God, it happens to me all the time. This is why I have so much Darnold. I have so much Darnold and Zach Wilson On DraftKings, because I like to I try to push it with my quarterbacks. And the next thing you know, it's the 13th round and the best quarterback left is Daniel Jones or whatever. Like DraftKings is just absolutely ridiculous with their quarterbacks. And then sometimes like somebody posted in Discord earlier, they're like, oh, yeah, Trey Lance just went at pick 175. I'm like, on what planet is Trey Lance going one pick 175? You know, sometimes yeah, the QB thirst happens here. You can't even get Tua near his cost, and then other times, these guys are falling to the 16th round. Like it doesn't make it 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 doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Oh no, Pat Pat tagged me in a tweet. Let me pull it up really quick. Oh okay, hold on. Oh baby. All right, I'm going to try to keep it together on stream. I just, want, I just want it to be known that it's not going to be that easy for me to keep it together, and we're derailing the Discord draft review because J.P. Finley just said he talked to Kyle Allen, quarterback for the Washington football team, and said, Washington is trying to push Antonio Gibson into a similar role as Christian McCaffrey played in Carolina. That's a big role. You're damn right, JP. That's a big role. I'm going to try to sneak my pants off underneath here so no, no one can see it because I'm very excited right now. All the haters can suck it. Did you guys know Antonio Gibson didn't play uh, on a third down uh, in the first preseason game? Bust. bust sorry that was thank you harps for mentioning that that was uh that was a notable uh very very notable news break there I feel like good on you Nick I have uh I've gotten my uh Gibson up but um like he I you know I can't get enough of any of the super early round guys so like I have a ton of Darrington. Um, like a ton of Henderson, a ton of some of these late round guys, Damian, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I would feel now I'm the guy that's been saying like, Oh, don't overreact to what we hear in the preseason. Don't overreact to all that. But I do, I do, I will say to be serious for a second, like the concern has always been for people like we need to see him grow into this role. We need to see this, that, the other. And then the preseason thing, the first preseason game happened. And, like, I was kind of downplaying it, but I also get the perspective of Gibson not playing. Like, like we were we were hoping to see, like, like just give me one. <laughs> give me one third down. You know what I mean? So, that didn't happen. So, I get people being like, ah, do I still want to keep taking him where, where he's going? I get that. But now we're stacking some of these things. Yeah, it's definitely... Definitely confirmation bias. We're, we're just having—I mean—at the end of the day, we're also having fun, right? It's fun, but we also are stacking some other things that do support. Like if they're li- they said he was playing in some some two-minute drill stuff, right, and some some hurry-up offense stuff recently. That's huge. That's more huge. That that's bigger than playing on third downs. Give me the two-minute drill, dude. That's that can be like hu- hu- like you know how many catches CMC gets in the two-minute drill like a ton. Give me that. I don't care about the third downs, you know, and now you see them talking about the CMC role. So it's good. All right. Sorry. Sorry for, for derailing. Good question. Uh, no, I, I have not. I think I accidentally took um, Kelsey Kittle. Once the issue is just that those guys go where they go because of the advantage they provide you over other tight ends not the advantage they provide you over other flexes and so like in like i think in like maybe you know leagues six mans three mans i'm not a like three man or six man expert so you have to talk to people that are better at it than me but like you know both they would call it like a bully tight end approach where you do this can be really really successful because you gain such an advantage over your competition at, at at tight end um, but I don't think we want to be doing it in these tournaments. In these in these tournaments. Yeah. So as Trey says, only in a three-man. I would definitely do it in a three-man, but I would not be doing it in these, these large field tournaments. Um, all right. Let's Berto. I don't know if you're here, Berto. But let's take a look. Joe Burrow, Zach Wilson. I'm trying to zoom a little more. So it's letting me do. There we go. Joe Burrow. You know, I'm we talked about Burrow. So you got Burrow to Higgins and Chase. I really like the Higgins and Higgins and Chase thing. It also works out. You have Dalvin, obviously, so you're at that turn. Sometimes I got one this morning on a CMC team, the uh Higgins Chase at the at the that turn there, four or five turn is really nice. And it doesn't happen very often, so it's really nice when that happens on these Dalvin CMC teams. So that's beautiful, perfectly structured, both, you know, um, quantity and archetype of running backs. It's kind of like that, you know, just sub in, we saw the AJ Dillon Dalvin team, I think it was. Um, You sub in Mostert and you got Mostert at a nice cost. You know, you get Pollard around ADP, you tag on, uh, tack on Penny and Darrington. Beautiful, get your, get your Burrow double stack. With I assume nine wide receivers. Yep, nine nine wide receivers. Was Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson to Corey Davis. Love it. Single elite Kittle tight end with Ingram. Beautiful. Again, the only thing I would say in terms of the Zacchaeus, the Zacchaeus thing is I personally would prefer a guy. And like I said, I could also be wrong on Zacchaeus. It's just my opinion on him as an archetype of a player. I would prefer, you know, give me one of these. Rookies, even if they're like a lot thinner in terms of what their kind of median outcome is, give me one of these, even like Quez Watkins. I know this was probably earlier before we were, we thought it made sense to draft Quez Watkins. But, you know, give me one of these guys that could be a top 25 wide receiver, you know, if all things break equal, even though the, you know, the floor of playing time and targets and stuff might be lower than Zacchaeus. That's just like the one archetype. But I mean, I love all, like, this is beautiful. I love the rest of this. That was Berto, puppy draft. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold. See, this is where I, I probably differ a little bit. I like to push the limits on my Lance teams. Um, You got it, brother. I like to push the limits on my Lance teams, and I probably wouldn't even take three here. However, three quarterbacks. However, what I love is you got real fun with this team. I really like some three RB teams, and you got bigger cojones than I do even with the three RB with A.J. Dillon as your third. And it's kind of interesting. Like, you want to talk about fragile, right? You're literally taking Zeke and CEH's score every week. And but Dylan is also usable. You know what I mean? We all believe that Dylan's gonna have a role. And so, like, this is really interesting. Like, you want to talk about fragile, but that 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 can make a lot of sense. Like, what's the difference when you have Zeke and CEH and Dylan between taking Samaj P. Ryan or taking the third quarterback? I think it's debatable. I prefer the fourth running back, but I could easily be talked into this. Like this is really super, super interesting. And then it, and see, it allows you to get, you know, you you, you had to punt, you ended up having to punt tight end, and so now you can still take three. You know, Noah Gray, that's a swing. And you're leveraging. This is like the most gal brain team I've ever seen, and I I love it. This is this is this is absolutely legendary, Galbrain. You largely punted quarterback, but with three options I really like. Floor and upside. I really like them. Your two, your double, you know, your bet on your double anchors with AJ Dillon as the as the third in a three RB team, which allows you to punt tight end on down to some upside options. And Noah Gray is leverage on Travis Kelsey teams, right? That's super interesting. And then you you, know, you stack up your nine. You had eight really loaded wide receivers and then Van, and Van Jefferson. Really interesting. Really, really interesting team. Fun structure. I don't know if I'm even going to take it that far, but it's really fun. This is a really fun team. See, this is what we're talking about by seeing these other people's teams. Like I'm seeing st- stuff that i never seen before. And now I'm like, hmm, do I need to be building a three running back with, uh, you know, Zach Moss as my third running back and tack on, on Noah Gray? I keep saying attach. Attach slash tack on Noah Gray. Really, really interesting. All right. DraftKings. The big dog. But, again, see, you guys, even when I don't love, like, some of the individual players, you guys are too good at this. Like, you're, the structure, 2-5-11-2 with the elite tight end and the elite quarterback and the anchor running back, like, that's this is how you should be structuring this build of a team. It's perfect. Yeah, man, fun team, by the way. Like, I just want to reiterate that. That's a really cool approach and idea. Thank you for submitting that. Um, all right. So here's one thing that I, some people disagree. I don't want to take Derek Henry and AJ Brown together. At least not very often. I, I love AJ Brown. Love your wide receivers. I'm not so sure about your running backs. I love AJ Brown, but the big dog, like what you need from the big dog as the third overall pick or whatever he went in this draft, especially on a PPR site, is just another absolute smash season, right? 2,000 plus yards. And A.J. Brown can still be really good. But as a second-round pick, third-round pick, you know, at the 2-3 turn-ish, you got good value on him. Him or Waller, one of the two, you got good value on in this draft. However... Like I still need this guy to be like a borderline league winner. And so I really struggle with that. I don't I don't want to be, unless like I'm stacking it up, right? Give me a, you know, not necessarily in this team or, or even at these costs in the current ADP, but give me a Mari and where I'm stacking up a passing game as opposed to Henry and AJ are so negatively correlated, not even just like running back and wide receiver, but like they're, the, the way that they get there. You know, it's kind of like, like Chubb and Odell or whatever. Like they're so wildly different in, in how they get there. And then like, um, you know, game flow that they need in order for them to have the big ceiling weeks, which is, you know, like throughout the course of the season, Henry and AJ Brown could be fine together. But like, especially when we get to the playoff weeks, it's like, if, if, if Derek Henry's doing what you need him to do and AJ Brown's doing what you need him to do, like the Titans better be scoring 50 plus points or something, um, Anyway, awesome structure. Great, you know, like all these guys. Got the got Hollywood in there with Lamar. Let's check out how we closed it out. I mean, KJ Hamler, beautiful. Mo Alley Cox. Love him as a pairing with a guy like with a guy like Waller. Got the right types of running backs here mixed together, Pollard and Hines and White. Gainwell, on un- RIP Kenny Gainwell. I'm not sure he's too draftable anymore, but I mean, we didn't know before. But like, yeah, this is this was a, at least like a week ago or so because I see Rondale's ADP here where Rondale's back, up into the 130s now. We've all ruined Rondale on on DraftKings, but pretty good team. Only one minor uh, minor criticism, and love the backdoor Colt stack. would love to hear your thoughts about that. Oh man. I haven't I saw I saw I think maybe two two teams that had this double 49er running back thing and I personally don't love it. Um I I actually think you can take two running backs on the same team when the when a So the 49ers are an example of this, where the the backfield is really valuable. We know that. But I wouldn't take it when you have to spend a seventh and an eighth round pick to do it. Basically. That's the big thing. Because we want, you know, this this is typically not the right way to think about this. But we want our picks to, you know, exceed where we're getting them at. Which is not like I said. I actually don't really love this way of thinking about it, but a simplistic approach. Like I want Trey Sermon to be closer to this league winner type, and I and I want you know, and Raheem Mostert has nearly the same cost, so he has to do largely the same the same thing. And when only one of them can be on the field at a time, right? Only one of them can can, uh and it's not even like a passing game where Debo and Ayuk are both out there. Um, I. I just don't see how a seventh and an eighth round pick in the same backfield get there. Like they could ping. I mean, what you're betting on ultimately, right, is them ping-ponging back and forth good weeks, both staying healthy and basically being in a committee in a really good backfield. And so I think they can both be like maybe a little bit, a little bit better, but at a seventh and an eighth round cost, I think it's tough. Um, I think you're you're capping your ceiling at that versus this question. I think this is actually – more reasonable and Davis and I talked about this also um, on our show last week where like nobody is, is handcuffing CMC with Chuba and we think that it's a bad, you know, it's, we've convinced ourselves that it's a bad pick, but that's been like a long running um, like season long thing and whatever. And I'm still not sold that I would want to do it, especially in 18 rounds, but I could at least be talked into it where like, okay, I CMC is that RB one. What if he misses, I don't know, the first week of the playoffs. And now I have the best team in this whole tournament, but I just happened to lose CMC because he got a concussion and I'm out. If I could drop Chuba's score in there, maybe I could still actually win that first week of the playoffs. Um, and advance. So, anyway, that's a really you know hyper focused example. But I think it's at least worth discussion of like, give me the 17th or 18th round pick in this really high value high value offense, as opposed to um, kind of like the the seventh and the eighth round picks. Because it's not that like the they can't each of them can't be good. It's that like the opportunity cost of okay trade or the 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 probability of them both. You know, far exceeding their cost is really, really low. It's possible they both slightly out outperform, but even then, there might be a, a, a you should have taken someone else at at that range, or they just both slightly overperformed, and your team just wasn't good enough. You know, so there's just a lot of negatives to to both of them at at that cost. And see, yes, but then you but 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 you use the seventh and an eighth round pick on it. Like I have teams, like you're not, the, the problem is it, it's not, a, you're not just in a 12 team league. You're in a tournament with 150,000 people in it. So there's every single other league has Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert drafted in it. Right. I have a lot of Mostert and Sermon. I don't have any of them on the same team. So if this example happens that you just said, I have a better team than you. Right. Right. So, like, draft Sermon once and then the next time draft Mostert. Get your exposure to those guys. Just don't do it on the same teams because if one of them fails, I have – you know, if Trey Sermon fails and Mostert is a smash, like I have Visca, Michael Gallup, right? Sometimes Dak is there in the seventh round, right? Like, I have those guys in the seventh round and you have a failed pick. Other than that, not trying to be – not trying to be uh to, to rain too much on the parade. Da- you know, David Montgomery is a guy that uh you know I have made it clear that I don't love, but but pick 58 is pretty good. I think you said this was Henderson before before the Acres news. So that's also certainly makes uh the sermon mostert thing look better when you have when you have Henderson at pick 135. <laughs> uh let's see, Brady. To Evans and Godwin I'm not I'm also not very big on Brady but I can't hate on uh you know Ev, Evans and Godwin stack fields you got comet nice see it, what but but you know I would I would not take six running backs here kind of the same thing as we talked about with uh the Lindsay pick it's funny that they're both Texans even even before the um uh which one you call it Cam makers thing i i would uh see i don't think that i don't think that this is true um because it there, there there becomes a steeper drop off the further you get into the so like one you know one two three four five six seven eight and then seventeen, 17 and 18 is nothing those guys, most of those guys aren't doing anything for you yeah it's because i'm getting like with a seventh and an eighth round wide receiver a seventh and an eighth round, uh, other running back, right? And and again, it's 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 a tournament where there's thirteen thousand leagues. In thirteen thousand of those leagues, someone else has so thirteen thousand Trey Sermons, thirteen thousand Raheem Mosterts. Almost none of them have them together. So the the path that you outlined for being the win for you, one fails and one and one succeeds. Every, that 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 exists in every other league, except you instantly took a seventh or an eighth round pick and threw him in the trash. Everybody else that has those guys has a seventh or an eighth round pick that could also be a smash, right? And they won't all be, but they're, they, there's thirteen thousand shots on goal of showcase. Trey Sermon is the league winner. Now they also have a seventh or an eighth, round, you know, an eighth an eighth round pick that they didn't just throw in the trash, right? He's at least usable or. He's a he's a smash. Um. But anyway, the David Johnson thing, I would change David Johnson even be, even before the Acres thing. I would change David Johnson to a wide receiver or tight end if you pref- if if you don't feel comfortable with. Them. But I like the Logan Thomas and Cole Komet pairing. I like that, and I like these wide receivers. It's a good team. I think we might disagree a little bit like on the on the 49ers running back thing and then maybe like the the dj versus another position thing but outside of that i mean also looks good you guys also met teams that like <laughs> they all look good all right gonna try to gonna try to hit a couple more here in a couple minutes so i'm going to try to rapid fire through a couple of these if i didn't get to it i will do everything i can to get to it next week start we'll start with the ones we didn't get to next week so dak i love scooping up this dak oh my good lord to pick 176 wow um that's beautiful digs aj brown amari cooper dj moore chase claypool will fuller Oh and and you have Fuller for Tua. That's that's nice. And you have Gaseki for Tua. That's nice. And Dak to Amari. Okay. Good team. Good team. I, I, I'm not on the Jake Funk train, but I get it. Very good team. God, pick 176. What's going on here? Oh man, I can't do the board. Was that the was that? Oh no, this is all right oh drew lock and cam here's a unique one what do we got three five eight two i like the five running backs that's a good 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 structure of running backs good archetype of running backs i like it i like dobbins uh and swift in this in this type of structure even um like hyper-fragile structures because you're betting on them probably taking the next step even if they're not like you know even if they don't have antonio gibson or ceh or something level upside you're still Mm -hmm. betting on them being like relative smashes and you want to use their score so i like this this is nice cam the cam drew lock thing is kind of is kind of funny got that got locked out of quarterback i'm i'm sure do we have any cam just using cam i guess as the you know, hopeful early season starter running to pair up. And then, you know, maybe Drew Locke is the starter with Judy and Hamler. I kind of like it. It's fun. Oh, and you got Johnu. Sorry, I missed. I missed Johnu. It's fair. It's totally fair. Uh, This is also a fun team. I like these. Like some of you guys even put like I like to push things far, but like the Cam Drew Lock thing is really interesting. Like seeing if you can scrape enough out of some combo of Cam, you know, because Matt Ryan's just like kind of whatever, mostly a floor play. But but you have him obviously with Ridley. Um, seeing if you can scrape enough out of those guys, those two guys is really really interesting. And the you know if Drew Lock starts, the Judy Hamler kind of pairing is is it's fun. This is a fun team, also. All right, let's hit one. Let's hit one more. So I apologize to anybody that submitted that I did not get through. So next week we'll start boots. We'll start with yours. A, a puppy three. A puppy three team that you posted here. We'll start with yours next week. I'm trying to keep these to an hour, but the, you know, you guys have probably figured out how I ramble and such. All right. Well, this one looks fun already. Lance, CMC, Henderson, one of my favorite stars. Jesus, AJ Brown and Kittle. So CMC and then AJ Brown, Kittle at the turn. AJ Brown at the turn is nice. And then DJ Moore Henderson at the next turn is beautiful. And then... Juju Debo and then Waddle Fuller at the next turn. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Then we come back with Pollard. Nice upside bet. Then we come back with Rondale and you finish off the Dolphins stack with Tua, or you hit you, you hit Lance at the t- at the Pollard turn. Then you come back with Rondale and Tua, and you come back with Damian. Um, So I don't know if I would take Darnold, but I get it. You're building out the third stack, and this is where the 20-round thing, like it's flexible, right? Because, you know, do you need a third quarterback in this team? No, not necessarily. But it's also, you know, you could be – it could be beneficial to have the third stack because you don't have any like – you know, you didn't spend for Kyler or something like that. And as much as we love Lance Lance and Tua, there's at least an argument for Darnold, especially when you already have CMC and DJ Moore on the team. So um the Lance double stack, Tua double stack, Darnold double stack with CMC, with Daryl Henderson, with Tony Pollard upside, Damian Williams upside, Sony Michelle, not so much upside. Um uh, Parham, Hamler, Diami, Paris Campbell. Good Lord, man. Goodness. See, this is what CMC teams can look like on DraftKings. If you haven't drafted on DraftKings, you're missing out. We can build some monsters. We can build some monsters over there. All right. We're at an hour. Thank you for hanging on. Like I said, Boots, we'll start with you. We'll start with you next week, and I'll try to hammer try to hammer through these. We'll get into a little bit of a, a better groove. Um. If you're hanging out today during the day, I actually don't know. I think it'll be live, but I'm not really sure. Um, I'm going on the NBC Sports Edge show with Pat Corrine and John Daigle. I have no idea what we're talking about. Probably Antonio Gibson. So we're going to talk about. That's in uh, an hour and a half or so. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be live, so I might be spoiling it. But um, if you're hanging out and you want to come join that, come join us. Get some coffee. Get a lunch. Get an early cocktail. Or whatever your floats your floats your boat. Um, other than that, be hanging out in the Discord. Tomorrow is the first Spike Week Happy Hour, five PM mm-hmm. Eastern. So we're not going to be going live at eleven AM Central Time, twelve PM uh, uh, Eastern Time. Tomorrow is 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 Happy Hour. I'll let you guys know in the Discord. Until then, I'll catch you guys later. See you. all.